Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Myron Metcalf is with us, covers college basketball for ESPN and ESPN.com. Uh, interesting times in your favorite sport there, Myron. <laughs> That's one word for it, Royce. Uh, <laughs> this is, you know, this, it started out as like a little bit of rain, you know, and then September hit and it, it was even kind of like a thunderstorm. This feels like a monsoon with everything that we're getting here today. And this is one guy that they're getting all the, I mean, uh, one one of the uh, agencies, uh, one of Andy Miller's guys, what's going to happen if they've had a guy in the inside of Nike? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the big concern is, I mean, this still feels like potentially the tip of the iceberg. If it's about going, if you have an agent who has this many connections to players, like you said, imagine some of the larger agencies. Yes. Like Andy Miller had sort of a polarizing relationship with a lot of teams and coaches. I mean, there are some guys who loved them, some guys who didn't mess with them. So, you know, imagine some of the other players who have bigger clients, much bigger clients, and maybe what they did to potentially lure these guys to their agencies. I think this thing could get a lot worse. Hey, Myron, who was the original entry to this? Was it this Christian Dawkins uh, to the whole mess, or who was the original entry? It was a guy who has not been named who was facing a fraud charge in an SEC sort of insider trading scheme. Oh, that's What happened is he said, hey, uh, before you take me down, you want to know what's (laughs) happening in college basketball? Which is like every mafia movie ever, right? So that's kind of what got the ball rolling. And then from there, it just led to this elaborate FBI investigation that, again, I think there are more layers to this that, are going to be unveiled here in the coming weeks, maybe even days. And, you know, I think one and done has made it worse than uh, anything. If you had the high school kids, you know, and just let the let those eight or eight, nine high school guys go to the NBA and, uh, you know, get rid of the one and done whole approach, uh, maybe, you know, then have stricter requirements for them to stick around longer if they actually went to college. But this, the one and done just begs for this, doesn't it? To get agents involved and investment guys involved and shoe companies involved because you know this kid's going to get drafted in the top 15 next year. Oh, yeah, I think that's part of it. I mean, I just think the idea that you're coming out of high school, you know you're going to be a top team, top 10 pick in the following summer's draft, you want to get your ducks in a row. I mean, like any other situation, you want to know where your money's going. You want to know who's going to represent you, who's going to put you in position to get an endorsement deal. So you hit it on the head, Royce. These relationships with agents, it's not that it's happening in college. 
this is starting in high school. Oh yeah. With some of these agents trying to build these relationships. So I'm just I'm just surprised that people are surprised. Yeah. They don't know how the game has been played. I know a, a coach, he's a coach now, former player, was a really good player in the early 90s. He told me that when he was living in the projects of Chicago, uh, a Division One coach came to him with a briefcase filled with $40,000. He said that wasn't even a top three offer to him, <laughs> right? He laughed yes. at it. 40000 was nothing to him. So this is not new. Uh, just I think the fact that it's being unveiled and the FBI is involved is new, but this stuff has been happening, as you know, for years and years and years. Well, what? Uh, so uh, we got impermissible benefits for players and families affecting, to name a few, Duke, Kentucky, Michigan State, and North Carolina. That's four of uh, the final 16. And then you got Kansas, Wichita State, Xavier. Uh, I mean, it's, it's Southern Cal. It is uh, the the uh, absolute status of the teams involved in this is what's uh, what's uh, alarming. Notre Dame, my Notre Damers are right in there, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's kind of like, you know, you wonder why everybody was being so quiet in terms of how they commented on this. Like, there weren't a lot of coaches who were like, oh, my goodness, oh, this no. is the worst thing ever. A lot of them were pretty conservative because, you know, you might got a little dirt on you, too. So there are a lot of people involved, but here's going to be the question. Uh, Royce is, can the FBI move fast enough to uh, make more arrests? Can the NCAA get access to these documents that the FBI has? Because they're sealed right now. They're being leaked, but yes. they're sealed. So to me, it really comes down to the schools. Do you trust that this kid listed in this report it doesn't have any sort of impermissible benefits tied to him and won't rock your program once he leaves when you find out that he committed violations and now you have sanctions you have to deal with? So these schools, and some of them are coming out, Michigan State and others have said, we don't think there's any reason to be concerned, uh, are kind of rolling the dice here because we might find out more and more as the months proceed. But, Myron, uh, they can't really, like a Marsh, guy like Marshall Bridges, unless he, unless you question him and he admits it, you can't base this on hearsay. You can't stop playing him on hearsay, can you? I mean, because Yahoo had a report and uh, leaked documents, as you say, I don't. I don't know. It's a. It's a quandary. I got a hunch it won't have any impact on this year's uh, NCAA tournament. You know, it's going to be interesting. I mean, San Diego State just suspended Malik Pope, who's accused of taking a fourteen hundred dollar loan. His name was in the documents. I think going forward, some schools will say, "Prove it, right? Prove that this expense report is tied to my guy." Other yes. schools, I think, are going to say, "Wait a minute." Do we really want to get into this mess? Are we really, or is it really worth it? So I think you're right. Some guys will keep going and keep playing. Other guys will not. And again, I think more is coming. That's, that's the, uh, that is the, the, if you, if there's anything hilarious about this, it's Dawkins put the names of the people he was, he was getting money to on his expense report. Yeah, uh, you you would think maybe you would keep that kind of a private communication, wouldn't you? Not put it on an expense report. Yeah, I, I don't know which mafia movies these guys grew up watching, but <laughs> you never leave a paper trail ever. You no. never write it down, you know. So I, it's it's interesting to me that it was so detailed. But again, yeah. I've heard from a lot of people who say you can fabricate expense reports. You still yeah. have to connect these dots to these players and prove that they actually got money. And prove that it was actually an impermissible benefit. So there are some layers to this, but 
yeah, keeping keeping a paper trail it has never helped anybody in any mafia movie ever. I'm not <laughs> sure why anybody would want to do it. Hey, Myron. Uh, so, how do you go out and cover college basketball now? You, I mean, what what do you do here with you when you're involved? Uh, you know, you're going out and covering the blue blood teams, and uh, and this is hanging over everybody. It's it's it it it's a quandary for just a guy going to cover a ball game. Yeah, you just don't presume innocence. You assume that anyone can be involved. You have to ask the question, the hard question. So. You know, I've known a lot of coaches for a long time that I'm on good terms with, and I've had to ask them some, some difficult questions here in the last couple of months because that's what the gig requires. But I think you go into this making zero assumptions about who. You don't say, oh, man, that guy would never cheat because we do that in this business, right? Oh, no, that guy's a good guy. You know, he might be a good guy, but we don't know what he's involved in. We don't know what he did to get these players. So for me, it's about being cordial but also getting down to business and saying, hey, this is my job. I got to find out if you're involved in this, and I have to ask some of those tough questions. You might not like me afterwards, but hey, this thing is much bigger than the both of us. But we're all trying to get to the bottom of it. And uh, it's—I'm uh, sure it alarms a lot of people when you're getting as many great one and duns as Coach K. It doesn't alarm me, but uh, they are one of the seven teams with a current player. Uh, who is named in this report? Wendell Carter at Duke, uh, and uh, it, 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 you know, when when Duke changed from the haughty school that graduated everybody to uh, we're going to take more great one on ones, one and dones than anybody. Uh, everybody somehow wanted that to still remain pure. All the guys who uh, make excuses for Duke, but uh, they're they're in this too, folks. I mean, they're named in it. And I don't think anyone – I mean, I think every – like you mentioned at the start, every major team has a player who is named on that report, right? In and some I way, think, yeah. I think the one and done, it's easy to blame one and done and go, okay, you know, these guys are the problem. But like you said, they're also the hot market. Everybody's doing everything sure. in their power to get these guys. So, you know, to me, if you're a top ten kid, you know you're getting an offer from someone on the side. I mean, that's the problem is – don't be surprised. Like you go to, I go to Vegas every summer, Royce for the yes. AAU circuit. Yes. And there are three tournaments by Adidas and Under Armour and all these big shoe companies. And these yes. kids wear these brand new shoes, and there are these executives there. You don't think dirty stuff happens? Come on. Uh, clearly, players are being offered a lot to play beyond their scholarships. Not all are taking it, but this underworld is nothing new, and I think everybody is vulnerable to it. Even at the top, like Duke and these other schools, they want to get tough top talent too. And even if they might not be directly connected to it, the players they're going after, you better believe there are folks in their ear trying to offer them a little something extra. Well, this has been going on for uh, 40-some years. Hell, it goes back to UCLA's dynasty when uh, uh, Wooden had his guy Sam Gilbert. It's been going on forever. It's just we never had the FBI in it before. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's what's different. Hey, are you, are you telling me, Royce, that Wooden wasn't uh, clean? He wasn't squeaky clean like we all assume. Uh, Kareem just went from New York to L.A. because he liked the weather. Is that is that it? You, yeah, you know my <laughs> you know my friend Mark Wicker from uh, from uh, L.A. Daily News out there, and Wick's been out there for a long time, and he used to uh, always refer to it as the Wooden slash Gilbert dynasty, and it would drive <laughs> the UCLA people crazy because Sam Gilbert was the guy paying everybody off. So. Yeah, I don't know where you get those uh, customized suits for a seven-footer like Kareem. That, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I'm sure some interesting things happen, but like you said, this has been going on a long time. 
the FBI wasn't involved. I think the other thing was there was a time where it was sort of just understood that you were going to pay for a top 10 kid. Yeah. I mean, it was just sort of understood that you were going to give him or his family uh, the money or whatever they're asking for in order to get them. And I think that is maybe something that people thought went away. It didn't go away. It changed how people do it, uh, but it certainly didn't go away. I can name multiple top 25 players right now whose families moved with them when they signed with the school. Now, that doesn't mean their families don't have money, but they moved with them when they decided to go to college, and now they have a job in this new city. Um, Who knows what application process they went through, but it's reasonable to say, hey, how does all that work? How do these kids keep showing up in these magical places uh, and their families come with them? How do they keep changing four or five different high schools and taking their families with them? Like, how does all of this happen without somebody funding? How, how are these parents ending up at every single game from the Bahamas uh, to Chicago and no one's yeah. asking any questions? So there are a lot of questions that we should have been asking. The FBI asked those questions, and now they're investigating. Hey, Myron, thanks for your time, sir. Have a good Thank rest you. of the season. <laughs> yeah, I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. Okay. All right, Myron Medcalf. Uh, occasional fill-in here on 1500 ESPN and does a great job, and he's on uh, ESPN radio, national radio, quite often uh, these days, too. Uh, Myron uh, does a fine job. We shall return. This is the Ride with Racy. Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Sadoransky with a one-on-one hander. It counts on the foul. Sadoransky for three. What a nice touch. Sadoransky forces a fadeaway and hits with the shot clock running down. Eight assists. And how about no turnovers for Sadoransky? Marv Albert was impressed, wasn't he? And so was the Sports Person of the Day Committee. Joe direct messaged me today on Twitter and said, uh, who's this Sadoransky that's ripping it up for the uh, Washington Wizards when they upset Cleveland last night? And uh, I, honest uh, God, until... uh, until uh, Joe uh, reminded me of him or, or mentioned him. I didn't even know who the guy was. Uh, but it's uh, Tomas Sadoransky. He's a 27-year-old, and he's uh, from the Czech Republic. And he was drafted in 2012. He didn't sign until last year. He played in the Spanish League. He played all over Europe. Came to the Wizards last year. As a six-seven shooting guard, point guard type, yeah, but a, a complete backup last year because they got uh, they got Beal and they got John Wall. Well, John Wall got hurt, and this guy started playing. They they didn't know what to do. They stuck him in at point guard. They're eight and two since John Wall got hurt, and last night they go into Cleveland. Now I was driving home, uh, driving back to the condo last night after the game. And I'm listening to the ESPN station down uh, here, and they're talking about the Cavs. And uh, they're very excited about the Cavs going to be home for the first time since they redid the whole team. And, man, alive. And the announcers are saying the Cavs are obviously now clear favorites to win the East again. And they might be. 
but uh, it was going to be a celebration of the new roster of the Cavs because it was their first home game since the trade was Wait, made. How was yeah. that? Po- they haven't played at home yet. Well, they they had they played two road games, and then they had the All Star break. Oh, so, I suppose. Uh, okay. So they okay. they hadn't been home yet. The place was packed. They were ready for a celebration, and Washington comes in and uh, puts a whooping on them. And uh, the Sadoransky goes six for seven, scores 17 points, doesn't have a turnover, has a bunch of assists. Yeah. He's uh, a, uh, as I said, he's from the Czech Republic. And uh, last night, the uh, the Bradley Beal, who's uh, Bradley, right? Beal? How come I Bradley keep Beal, yep. Bradley Beal, yep. who I really like a lot. I've heard of him. Very uh, he good. played 31 minutes, 6 out of 7, 17 points, 8 assists, no turnovers. I didn't think of it as a statement, uh, Staransky said. I just wanted to play hard and win the game. Boy, that's a quote worth waiting for, right? But the Wizards are 34-24 and 24 now, and they just signed uh, our old guy Ramon Sessions uh, for a uh, to give him three point guards while uh, they wait for Wall to come back. But uh, they've Gave been Ramon doing like better. like a 10-day contract, I think. Yeah, they've been doing better uh, without When's him. Wall uh, supposed to be back? Is he? Is it I still a while I, yet? I heard... Uh, I think a couple of weeks maybe, Pat? Well, originally it was, what, six, and now they're saying maybe he'd be back in five, so maybe two and a half weeks from now. Okay. But uh, is he going to be able to beat out the sports person of the day? <laughs> uh, Bradley Beal says, uh, it's just amazing to see his development. Constantly game in and game out. He puts in the work every day, and he's showing it on the floor. So you never know in this game, right? Well, that, and that's this why is what I this is what I kind of am enjoying about this NBA season. Even though, when it's all said and done, the Golden State Warriors are going to be playing somebody in the title game. Mm-hmm. There have been more games like this this year where you you knew the Cavs were going to kick the crap out of the Wizards last night, except they didn't. Except they didn't. the Wizards beat them. There's been more. Well, unlikely outcomes well and that's why i'm so glad that the sports person of the day staff is always <laughs> always has their eye on things just like this because that's, that's right. what makes this segment so great and the fact that joe was able to direct message you mm-hmm. on twitter to give you that mm-hmm. information made it even more special yes so do we send the uh, the certificate for thomas sadaransky do we do we send this to dc or do we send it to his home in the czech republic, the czech republic. Man, that's a good yeah. point manny we may because, have to expedite the delivery if we have to send it overseas over into Europe. There has been a lot of Czech Republic conversation this week on the ride because the Czechs, of course, also eliminated our Team USA right. in hockey That's right. uh, the other day. And you Now, we've had a lot of Eastern European basketball players. Manny, can you ever remember one from the Czechoslovakia? From Czech? I mean... Wasn't what's uh who what's his name was from the Czech Republic the the All Star, oh why am I blanking on his name? He played for the um he played for the Nets, in like the mid early to mid nineties. Oh ah the the shooter. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. I know, but you don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. But, I, very few. The, but, but, but you're the, right. Yeah, very, very the, few. Uh, the former Yugoslavia. Has most and by of them. the way, let me state again, I wish it still was Yugoslavia. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need six countries there. We, we, we don't need six. I want can, things simplified. <laughs> yeah, we want to. Well, they had great basketball. It was fun when they played the U.S. So you back want then. Like, they had you, a chance. So you want like Darko and Vladi and I Marco on the same and all of them representing the same country? Yes. Oh. I covered the Goodwill Games in Seattle. 
in whatever the hell a year that was. Uh, and Yugoslavia was still together, and they had a hell of a team. The long and storied run of the Goodwill Games? Yes. I think it. Uh, <laughs> hey, Jane Fonda was there with her husband and still looking good, and she... She's, she seemed to be uh, uh, surgically enhanced. Ah. She, looked, she was looking pretty good. But uh, as I saw her at several events, but that was the highlight. But the basketball was really good, and Yugoslavia was really good then, and now now you got six different countries there. But uh, uh, we gonna, we're going to get our uh, certificate to Thomas Staransky. we got to wait for Joe to get back so he can sign the certificate because this was his recommendation. <laughs> we shall return. This is the Ride with Racy. This. Johnny Height is your guy on this song with him? Pete Anderson? Yes. Yes, in fact, the guitar solos in this song are wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> That's probably why it's rated one of the best uh, country western songs. i just make uh, Chris turn the solos up when they come. Here's one, actually. This is a pretty simple one. But the second solo. I could play this. Well, I could, too. <laughs> Yeah, the next solo is the one that really is Okay, well, when you get to that, uh, we'll turn it up. Yeah, Meanwhile, turn it, turn it up, Chris. Will you listen in cue or something? Gosh, Do yeah, something okay. useful, Chris. Okay. <laughs> Partly sunny, 31 degrees. Uh, this uh, I was waiting for that. So update brought to you by your neighborhood Ace. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Your neighborhood Ace has a wide selection of products from the best brands, plus the expertise you need to take on any project with confidence. Only at Ace, the helpful place. Uh, as far as Olympics go, we have, of course, the big curling gold medal affair tonight. And it's very late. You're going to have to stay up really late if you want to watch the whole thing. USA going for the gold medal against Sweden. And uh, that is slated to start shortly after midnight. Challenge accepted. Those matches have been lasting two and a half, three hours. So hey, you might be up till three in the morning. I got We've plenty really of time. adopted this guy from Superior, Wisconsin as our own, haven't we? Schuster. Mm. Well, not to mention, as Manny can attest, uh, Tyler George was a guest in the beer show. That's right. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Long before he was stolen by another morning show in this market. It's <laughs> <laughs> so already been a busy Olympics for Jesse Diggins with five cross-country races and one gold medal in 12 days. And uh, now we find out also, she's from Afton, of course. She's yes. been selected to carry the U.S. flag at the oh, closing cool. ceremony All of right. the Winter Games. She'll lead the American delegation into Pyeongchang Olympic Stadium just hours after she competes in the final the, event of the game. The commercial that NBC put together with all the people in Afton waking up early to watch her event, that was a, that's a cool spot that they put together. Uh, the flag bearer, by the way, I didn't know this is chosen by a vote of the athletes. So she was mm -hmm. chosen by her peers yes. to do that. I think the uh, I think the the same thing for who carries it in for opening day. Hmm. Too. Yeah, so she didn't uh, take the same route as the one guy that, that was voted down when he powdered <laughs> and took his ball and went on. Yeah. Twins lose to Boston Exhibition Baseball 4-3 to the final. They'll play the Orioles tomorrow in Sarasota. The Dodgers have claimed JT Chargois off waivers. Twins put him on waivers yesterday, opening up a, man, a spot on the 40-man roster that has not yet been filled. Uh, also, former Twins news, the Tigers and Ron yes. Gardenhire have agreed to a one-year, $4 million deal with lefty Francisco Liriano. Atta boy. <laughs> so uh, he's back with the uh, and, and, you know, Rick Anderson is on that staff yep. as a bullpen coach, but I bet he went to Chris Basio and said, this guy's all yours. I've done <laughs> my him. time. I've done my time trying to fix Frankie. Go get him. 
I just love that Gardy's bringing the whole band back together. It's so <laughs> yes, great. It's it so is. great. Well, you know, Scotty Elger turned him down. Scotty, uh, what? Had, uh, there's a family issue. Scotty, oh, Scotty oh. had to. But Scotty, he he called Scotty too. He invited him to join the crew. What did you so. nickname him? Teflon Scotty Elger? Eh, might have. Was that you? Might have. <laughs> well, they gave him. They, they pretty much had him try every job there was. A good guy, but. Man alive, you know it comes a time when you, when you get fired as a third base coach, it's time to move on. Down I know. The road, right? I've, I've said this before, but that's my favorite call that Dan Gladden's ever had on our radio station. When I forget who was thrown out by a mile at the plate, and Danny just goes, "Oh, Scotty!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of the greatest calls. That ever. was never yeah. a problem with Steve Little. He stopped them. Yep. Oh, everybody. If they hit yeah. a home run, he stopped. Them. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Just Let's make, make sure, sure she's clear. <laughs> <laughs> Go for men's hockey Tom team. Tom Kelly, best third base coach you ever saw, gentlemen. Really? Before your time, he was terrific, yes. Hmm. Go ahead, uh, Johnny. Go for men's hockey team on the road this weekend. They started two games set tonight with Penn State. Uh, Timberwolves on the road also there in Houston to play the Rockets. So. I don't know. I was a big Al Newman guy. He had the big windmill, you know, when he would send no, he guys. Wasn't bad. Yeah, he, he was gets, pretty he good. He get a guy thrown out of once. <laughs> <laughs> Wild in action also. Uh, they finish up their New York City area swing with a game uh, at the Rangers this evening. And I was that Cubs guy that they wanted to kill about five, four or five years ago that kept getting guys thrown out by like 30 feet. Oh, it was uh, Hinsky. Was it Eric Hinsky? No, no, no. He was a player. The third yep. base coach. Oh, the, okay. Thinking of the third base coach that kept getting guys thrown out by a mile. I don't want to brag, but when I coach first base oh, for the oh Faribault Lakers, I get thrown out more than I get guys thrown out. That's how good I am. <laughs> okay. All right. Look, when I first saw Chris's team, I, I looked at him coaching first, and I said, yep, he looks like a first base coach. And <laughs> <laughs> on the helmet, his hands on his hips, and, you know, maybe a little uh, podge, Chris, you know. I, yeah. No, it's called the craft beer trophy is what this is called. <laughs> All right, Johnny, thank you. You bet. Have a good weekend. You too. Quite welcome. Today's musical guest, and he did a fine job, didn't you? Won't you agree, gentlemen? I think we got he our money's been, worth. That's absolutely uh, terrific. Hey, guess, and, uh, guess what I discovered, Patrick, in researching what? some Dwight Yoakam? He's going to be here. When are you coming back? When? When are you coming back? Uh, when's Dwight coming to town? Dwight's going to be at the Rochester Mayo Civic Center on March 30th, right after the opening day of the Twins on the 29th. I'm back. I'm back for that one. Let's Ro- go. Road trip, baby? Let's go, Mets. All yes. right. I'm in. Uh, well, we'll try to get him on as a real musical guest. Oh, how fantastic you, would that you think, be? you think that would happen? I'll I, reach out I, to I his know. people. I'll tell him how much I enjoyed that lovable character of in, that he was in Sling Blade. <laughs> You were a real charmer in that one. Hey, the uh, Twins uh, put J.T. Chargois on uh, waivers and was immediately claimed by the Dodgers, which meant he ran up the chain pretty far, right? Because the Dodgers had to be picking second or third from the uh, the top, top, right? right? Yeah. But remember, it was about three years ago, maybe four, I should have looked this up, 2015, I believe, talking to Dougie McCabbage. And he thought he was going to have four guys in his pen who could throw 100. Chargois uh, was coming back from his uh, Tommy John, so I think it was 15. Zach Jones, Jake Reed, and Nick Birdie. Birdie's gone. Uh, he was rule fived. Uh, Chargois is now gone. 
Zach Jones has been gone. I don't, and he 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 was Rule Five, and then I think returned, but I think he's pretty much off the picture. The only one left is Jake Reed, who's in uh, camp here. But it is it does tell you something about pitching. Uh, three years ago, this was the future of the Twins bullpen, and at this point, uh, Chargois pitched in 23 innings in 2016, and that's all you've seen from that uh, group. Man. I guess it was 2014. It would have been 2014. Okay. Anyway, yeah. When uh, when he when Dougie thought he was going to have all four I re- of those I remember done. I remember you talking about that or I can't remember if he yeah, was on as a guest when he said future. that but oh my goodness Manny Ah, uh, Manny's cutting up a piece of audio oh, let you know, when he too returns bad. I wanted to mention to Manny was something I mentioned to you earlier today I was listening to the ESPN station here driving to the ballpark and Stephen A was on. Stephen A, they run. We love they Stephen run, A. They run Levitard, and then they run Stephen A, and then they have a local show that's on from two to six. Okay, but but Stephen A, at one forty-three Eastern time, <laughs> drifted off to his area of expertise, baseball. Oh boy! And and he said he made a comment about, I don't know how he got to it. But the Dodgers, oh, the Dodgers, it's too bad the Dodgers didn't uh, win, you know, have a better chance to win the World Series. But Stephen A., when he saw Darvish warming up before the the critical game there mm-hmm. against uh, the, the, yeah, you the, know, pretty, the pl- critical playoff game. Uh, Is he talking about game seven? Uh, what, where did he puke up his guts? Well, and both both of his start both of his starts yeah. in the World Series. Really. I'm not sure which one, but he knew that he, watching him walking, warming up, he knew that you was going to give him a terrible effort. He could just tell watching him warm up. I think you started Game Four. I know he started Game Seven. I think it was Game Four and maybe, Game Seven. Maybe Game started. Four, maybe Game Seven. I don't know. He didn't make that clear. But how did he get that smart? Well, that's how. That's, that's the brilliance I mean, how of do you get that much? How could you watch a guy warm up and say? Oh, he's going to puke the bed tonight. I, I wish I was that smart, but hey, congratulations to Stephen A. He's a, he's a baseball guy, I guess, more than I thought he was. Tired of hearing about the Yankees <laughs> trying to meet that luxury tax threshold of $197 million. These are the Yankees. I don't want to hear that. The Bronx Bombers, <laughs> call them what you want. You spend money in New York City. We certainly spend money paying taxes. Why not spend money getting talent? That's right. You don't get him, Stephen. We laud laud the Dan Lebetard show on this show basically at least once a week. Yes. That is one of their best bits that they have. Because they're on at the same time with First Take and those guys. And Dan Lebetard's rule is, I don't care what we're talking about. I don't care who's on. If we see Stephen A. having a meltdown and a tirade, we immediately go to the broadcast feed of the Stephen A. meltdown. There's a video on... On YouTube, and I think it was actually ESPN's YouTube account that uploaded it. They they had some sort of disagreement with Stephen A. about it was something about Kevin Durant that Stephen A. Sure. Stephen A. had his beef with Kevin Durant last right. summer or whatever. So Stephen A. actually called in to the Dan Lebertard show, <laughs> and they got the video of it. And while Stephen A. is just going on his rant, they they put the camera on. This, like this animated picture of Stephen A. just like <laughs> yelling as he's just going on in his rant. And and they put the camera on like Stu Gatz and Dan Levitard yeah. and Sarah Spain was there too. And they were all just, as he's going off, they're all just yeah. laughing and chuckling. Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. I hey, was, re- 
Go ahead. Rem- remember the uh, remember the terrible reputation that Alshon Jeffrey left. Alshon Jeffrey left Chicago with. Oh yeah, yeah. sure. Glad, happy to be uh, rid of him. Did you see that he went uh, underwent rotator cuff surgery on his right rotator cuff? It was a full tear, and he won't be back for six months. And it was suffered in training camp. Oh, wow. And he played the entire season with the injury. Wow. Started every game, caught 57 passes for 789 yards and nine touchdowns during the regular season, and then was a giant during the uh, playoffs, 12 for 219, three TDs, including the 34-yarder in the Super Bowl. So maybe uh, Chicago was a little too hard on Alshon. You know what you should do, too, is in your time down there with your buddy Lavelli Neal, uh, because I've seen his tweets about Alshon and how he goes, yeah, he's in a contract year. Of course he's going to have a great year. You should should ask your buddy Lavelle about Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, right. Hey, Manny Hill. Yes, sir. Did you see who got 26 for the Knicks last night? Uh... Was it Emmanuel Moutier? No. Trey, Trey Burke. Oh, I was really? going to say Beasley. Dang Trey it. Burke got 26 for the Knicks last night. I, I didn't even know he was in the league. I guess Did they're you? just throwing whoever out there because Porzingis <laughs> is out for the year. And, you know, they got Beasley and they picked up Emmanuel Moutier from the Nuggets. So, And, uh, and we got one other NFL note here. Marcus Peters got is have been traded to the Rams. Not officially, can't be official till March 14th. But he and Andy Reid got crossways with each other, and 19 interceptions in three seasons. Fantastic Ooh. player. Uh, they're all they're going to get is they're going to get draft choices. I got a hunch maybe they're going to get a number one because uh, the He's Rams good. the Rams uh, have a few extra draft choices. And they really needed a cor- cornerback. But uh, uh, Andy Reid's had a weird uh, offseason here after that team uh, fell on its uh, face in the you know, down the stretch. And then in the postseason, he's gotten rid of Alex Smith. He's turned it over to Mahomes. And I don't think the Kansas City fans or the Kansas City players will accept the idea that they're suddenly rebuilding, will you? Not as close as they were. Well, and I wonder, too, how much of that, because he is a good player, because they're going to have to pay him. And I know he's probably getting close to having to get paid out. Is that a part of this too, I wonder? Uh, I'm not sure. No, I think it's more that they ended up feuding. Okay, because I know the the Chiefs... Didn't they make him sit a game, right? For disciplinary reasons. I think he he told Andy to take a hike. They did, and I I guess the only reason I bring that up is because I know the Chiefs are are, are the team that has the least amount of salary cap space in the NFL, which is, I think, why they, you know, obviously they moved Alex Smith to make way for Pat Mahomes, but you never know. And uh, and one last thing to repeat, Frankie Liriano has signed with the Tigers, and Rick Anderson is in a bar someplace right now in Lakeland, Florida, <laughs> saying, I got, I got nothing to do with this. This is uh, somebody else's problem. All right, we shall return. The Friday Fun Fest feel-good thoughts for the week. Manny Hill, what is your Friday feel-good Feel Good Friday, fun thought for the day. Good feel my, good thought. What my, is it? My feel good the thought. Friday for... feel good thought for the week. That's right. I'm trying to get my, back in the groove. Here. My Friday feel good thought for the week, uh, Patrick, is that uh, it's been a rough week for Canada hockey. The uh, women's team, of course, had to settle for silver, oh, oh, losing oh. to the women's team, and the men's team got uh, beat by Germany late last night. Little what? prime time preview in the quarterfinals, in the uh, semifinals. So Germany is headed to the uh, gold medal Germany? game against they lost the Olympic to the athletes from Russia. They- 
They lost to Germany, and they're they're playing the athletes from Russia. Oh, I bet they're mad in Canada. Oh, I That's bet they're right. really yeah. mad. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's, well, that's they've a had a damn good Olympics, too, Canada. But uh, this is uh, a little primetime preview there on the uh, feel good thought for the week, too, to wrap oh, up. Oh, okay. Well, you lose to Germany in hockey, that's not good. No, it's you not. You lose to them in war, that's a different thing. <laughs> uh, what's, you know, there's been a few countries. Right. Yeah, what do you got there, uh, Reavers? Uh, it's been a lot of baseball talk on this radio station, which I uh, thoroughly enjoy, but we announced earlier this week, uh, breaking news, the Town Ball Classic is coming back, baby. Memorial Day weekend, Saturday, May 26th, and obviously this radio station has a big involvement with that event, and it's fantastic as it highlights town baseball. Something Are we doing this on a Saturday or Sunday? Saturday of Memorial Good. Day weekend, sir. It will be the 26th. Game one is the Class C matchup versus... Uh, the hated uh, Lake Henry Lakers that knocked out us in the state tournament last year, but they will be playing the Kimball Express, which is a rematch of the championship game last year. Wow! The Class C game will feature the powerhouse, the uh, Meesville Mudhens, and they will take on the Victoria Vicks, a very emotional selection with the passing of Mike Poppets, who was uh, one of the godfathers of town baseball. And a cool added twist this year, Pat, the Class A matchup is going to be an all-star game of uh, a collection of T- uh, of all-stars from the city of Minneapolis versus a collection of uh, players from the St. Paul area. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be another fantastic event. And Memorial Day, always a big kickoff weekend. Pretty, I mean, town team baseball has been yes. played for a month, but that tells you you're in summer, and there are a lot of tournaments around the uh, around the state that weekend, too. So uh, uh, fantastic. My feel-good thought for the week is the Olympics, which I had no interest in, for uh, 10 days got pretty dang good the yeah. last uh, four or five days and uh i i keep looking on the star tribune and i guess we're interested in curling so maybe i'll have to stay up and watch curling tonight to see if the yanks what a what a comeback by the way oh, what those are guys are the, fun to watch too what are some of the great comebacks in sports the schuster rinks comeback has been phenomenal unbelievable all right gentlemen uh, we'll do it next week